listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I'm here today with Jessica Bailey. She's a blogger and influencer over at Just Throw It On. And I'm really excited to chat with her today because we're going to dive a little bit deeper than the average how to become an influencer talk. So just welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's kick it off with a little this or that first. So the first one is yoga or bar. Um, I haven't done either. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've gotten that answer. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done either. Um, I haven't done Pilates either. I'm like literally just, I guess I'm more intense with my workouts because mm-hmm. my husband is a trainer. So okay. I do and weightlifting and like, I'd like to do like Olympic lifting movements and stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. How long have you been doing that? Um, I did, I started like really actually learning weightlifting and doing it correctly right out of college, I okay. believe. And then I started CrossFit, um, right out of college as well. Okay. Nice. See, that's the thing that makes me nervous is that I'm scared that I'm not going to do it right Mm -hmm. because that's probably the key, right? Like if your form's off, then like you could probably hurt yourself. Exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah. The muscles and stuff. Yeah. Right. So the next one is red wine or champagne. Ooh, red wine. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram posts or Instagram stories. Oh man, that's hard. (laughs) I mean, I liked stories when they first came out, but then I was kind of, I felt like people were, because they were so, you know, it was such a new concept. People were almost abusing it. So it became spammy, but I think Mm -hmm. now, so initially it was Instagram posts, but now I feel people have kind of learned that you can't just throw whatever you want on your stories either, because it does get annoying. You know, how many times are you just literally tapping right and you don't actually care what the person's saying? Like 90% of the time. (laughs) Yeah. So I think now that people have kind of figured out, you know, that story is just important, I would go with story. Okay. And then I'm going to throw one in there. It's like an add-on. So IGTV. What are your thoughts on IGTV? I like IGTV just because, I mean, me personally, I do have a YouTube channel, but Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm kind of like lazy when it comes to (laughs) filming and editing. It just takes so much time. um, So I think IGTV is just easier because when people are on like one platform, they don't like to leave that platform to go do something else and then come back. They kind of just want to stay on one. So I feel like IGTV just keeps everything very, you know, in one place. Totally, totally. Takeout or cooking? Oh, takeout. <laughs> What's your favorite? Dishes. <laughs> Same. I will eat out of a container for the sake of not having to pull out a bowl out. Literally, no, completely. <laughs> and then the last one is leather or denim jacket. 
Oh my God, these are hard. <laughs> um, oh, I'm <sighs> pass. I can't. <laughs> I literally can't. I know it's hard. It's hard. I think I go through phases. Like I go through mm-hmm. like a really gnarly denim jacket phase where I'm like, whatever, like casual everything. Yeah. And then I go through like a really gnarly leather phase where it's like, I just want to be edgy all the time. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel too. Because I was going to say right now I'm denim, except when I was like, if I had to throw something on right now, I'm like feeling like a chic leather jacket <laughs> kind of mood. It's a mood thing. It is totally so true. It's how sassy you're feeling that day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. So let's transition into talking about the influencer space. Let's, for those who are new to you, what's kind of like the SparkNotes version of how your career has become what it has become um, as an influencer? So I think... Well, I started this kind of just as a hobby. I always liked mm-hmm. creating outfits, but I didn't want to spam my personal account with outfits. Yeah. <laughs> my friends follow me, you know? So it's like, yeah. how annoying is it when it's just like a bunch of outfits and chicks? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I started another one. Um, I just, I like creating outfits when I'm bored, I guess. And, um, and then it kind of just took off, but I also, Never, because I guess I never went into it thinking it would be anything. I was always very raw with my footage. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't always try to look totally perfect in my stories. Like literally half the time I look a mess, but that's literally what I look like 90% of the time. And so (laughs) even when I go out in public, I like, I really don't care, you know? So I think I just, I relate to more girls. Not that the bigger, prettier, you know, like perfect bloggers don't, but right. Most, I always tell my students this too, you know, we always think that we have to keep up with the Joneses and stuff, but when really 99% of our audience are just the regular neighbors next door, they're not the Joneses. So you don't need to try Mm -hmm. and be something that most girls can't even, or don't even have the means of being. That's so true. I love that. That's such a good point. And it really makes life a lot easier to think of it that way. Right. Cause then, yeah, I'm, yeah, no, totally. I don't, when I post on my story, I don't, I mean, sometimes if I, you know, make a mistake or like say something incorrectly, like I'll do it again. But most of the time right. it's like record and click and whatever. I don't even pay any mind to it. And it's just, it's, it's stress-free almost. Totally. I like to say like, it should not take you an hour to create one piece of content for it. <laughs> because literally I will have friends who are texting me back and forth for a straight up hour on the same photo and I'm like "Mm -mm, not we're not doing that (laughs) this photo where my like my hand is a little up or this photo where a little tilted I'm like I don't know it all looks the same to me it's like like I literally can say that but I understand them and then I also understand the other side (laughs) right I know it's so true. It's so true. But you really like life gets so much easier when you stop worrying about those little pieces of it. Yes. So one thing that people really ask in the early stages of their blog is how do I get more followers? How do I get all these things? But I think you and I both agree that that's kind of missing the mark on where your energy should be going. Right. So when it comes to establishing yourself as an influencer, where should your energy really be going? 
Um, I tell my students that they, first of all, you know, like right off the bat, I don't just do this and say, Hey, you know, I can help you. I want to take your money, whatever. I tell Mm -hmm. them, you know, you have to really want to be an influencer for the right reasons. You, you know, I'm not that I'm not saying that girls do it just to get free clothes and, you know, just Mm -hmm. have a name, but I think that when you have the right mindset going into it, it is easier because it's not competition based. It's more um, just motives and passion and the willingness to want to help people all the time versus just, Oh, I want to look pretty and have a ton of free clothes and like get this collab. And I think I always, I always tell them to build relationships. You know, I love getting to know people and that was more of my, um, where my focus was in the beginning because I wasn't wanting followers. And I think when you build that loyalty and you show people like who you are and you interact and you create those relationships, you become way more personable. And then that creates like a faithful army. Like you literally have an army backing you up. And I, you know, I tell people, you know, you may not like so-and-so's content that they posted, but because you have that relationship with them, you're automatically going to like and comment just because you like who they are. So I, focus on relationships and just being a nice person. And I always say, you know, think of it the reversed way. You know, if you're someone who is getting bigger and bigger and, um, you you have to respond to the people who DM you and, you know, it, it can get super tedious, but they are the reason why you're there. And so that's why you always have to make sure that you're like their big sister because they all look up to you and you have to make sure that you continue to be like the light for someone instead of just using people. And then as soon as you get big, you kind of just ditch them and you think you can do whatever you want to (laughs) do. That's so true. And I think it just kind of speaks to you're just going to be successful at life, regardless of what industry you're in. If you are a kind person who cares about others. Totally. No, I it like goes across every industry. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I worked in the sports industry before this and even, so I worked for the Dodgers and I, as I would come in, I would greet all the security staff, all the parking staff, all the janitors, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of people do kind of see them as invisible and it's not fair. You know, they're all people, they're all, they're working. They actually work way harder than we do. So I always try to like make conversation with them just because we're all working for the same organization and it should be like a team factor and not a competition factor. Absolutely. Why do you feel like sometimes people assume that to be successful as an influencer, you have to close yourself off to these relationships and building friendships within the industry. Um, Cause I see that happen quite a bit where it's, I don't know if people are like scared that someone, I don't know why that is because you can follow as many people as you want. It's not like you have to choose. I'm going to follow this person over this person. Oh God. I don't know. I never even like thought <laughs> of it that way actually <laughs> because yeah, like, or I guess like think- like an exclusivity type of, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Cause like I'm thinking about, and this is kind of like the first time I thought about it this way, but on some level, I think some people, when they're first getting started with blogging, they feel like 
they need to be like invited into this like exclusive club and that's when they're going to feel like they're successful as a blogger. I think that's just the rhetoric and the tone that a lot of the girls kind of set in the industry. I have seen half and half. When I've been to a lot of events, half of the girls are super closed off, not very friendly. They don't smile. And I don't know if they're just shy or if it's an insecurity thing or what, you know, or if, again, like if they went into the business without the passion to help people and therefore their mindset isn't, you know, geared that way. And then there's the other half who girls literally talk to anyone are so nice to everyone. Um, I I don't know, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It's so funny to me because I agree. It is like half and half. And I think you're right. Like it is a mindset thing. And like to go into, a conference or a blogging event, like being excited about like who you're going to meet, like that changes the whole, that can change the whole course of your career as an influencer. Yes. So what do you feel is your role as an influencer to kind of change that story so that it, it, this industry is one of like inclusiveness and really everyone just teaming up together? Um, I have made a lot of really solid relationships since I started blogging. Um, and those girls do have groups, but I, not that I make sure I'm not exclusively in one group, but I, I just make sure that I'm spending equal time with everyone. And even if someone else wants to, you know, there's a new girl that wants to come in or is like introduced by a friend. It's never just, Oh, like you need to be initiated. Like what's your follow account? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. I just, just being nice to everyone. I don't, I don't limit myself to one group and one group only. And I do see that a lot with other bloggers is mm-hmm. it's literally like they, some blogger groups, they have, they even have a name for themselves, you know, and that <laughs> like in itself is already just like my circle and my circle only like hashtag no new friends, like stuff like that, you know, right. I yeah. Just, yeah. But it's kind of like high school ish. A little bit. And it's, yeah. it kind of like makes me sad because we're all so much older now and you would think wow. that people would like move past it. But again, I, it might not even be their intention, but yes, that's kind of like exactly. what they gravitate towards. And it's unfortunate, but yeah, just, I, I never, you know, make myself super clicky. I always make myself available to everyone. Yeah, totally. And I think it's important that we're having this conversation right now for anyone who has felt like that and for them to just know, like, it doesn't need to be like that. There's people out there who want to meet you, who want to connect with you. And you always, the right people will always gravitate towards you. And I have tried to like a couple girls I met, um, at a party, during a music festival and then I saw them again and they totally pretended that they didn't know who I was. They like looked at me and just looked away really fast and like ignoring me the whole time. It was just like kind of weird. And you're like, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> it happens to everyone, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So exactly. Like no matter how successful you are, like that's going to happen because right. people are people and weird and like, that's just yeah. life. Take it seriously. Like, you just, it kind of shows you like, okay, you know what? Maybe I don't want to be your guys' closer friends or whatever. And then just go from there. Like who cares? Not a big deal. Exactly. Exactly. So another thing that I wanted to chat with you about is how you've been really open with your audience about your faith and you know, how you have grown 
through that. And I, one question I have for you is how do you feel being an influencer, being a blogger has really, um, helped you grow and develop your relationship with God and your faith? Um, I face a lot of challenges that I'm sure a lot of people face, you know, growing up in a very open society where everyone is very open to doing things. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to stay on track, but just sharing my struggles alone kind of keeps me accountable. And Mm -hmm. because I know that people are following and reading along, it almost puts me in check to make sure that, Hey, you know, maybe you might feel inclined to do this, but you know, you shouldn't. And so that's like, just trying to help people almost helps me at the same time, if that makes sense. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It yeah. Makes, totally. And so one thing that I've seen is how someone might ask, well, being a blogger, like you're, you're shopping a lot, you're talking about clothes, you're talking, talking about materialistic things. How can that be aligned? And what would your answer to that be? Um, well, first off, I am a total bargain shopper. <laughs> I shop sale before I shop anything else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very savvy shopper. And a lot of my friends will even say like, how did you get that? Or, you know, that spent, that cost so much money. And I'm like, oh, you know, flash sale or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. some random sale or like coupon codes. So I would say out of all the purchases I ever gotten, maybe only 15% are bought at actual retail price. So I always scour for deals. And then I also like to shop at places that aren't super expensive to begin with because fashion is so, it just changes all the time. Mm -hmm. So unless I'm, it's, unless it's a staple piece, I'm not going to spend a lot of money on it. But I think it also goes with, I see the materialistic part of it, but I think there's a fine line between flaunting and just showing that you can create fun outfits and using your creativity to like inspire others. So I, there's a flossy aspect. And then there's just, if you do it correctly, I don't think people will necessarily give you flack for it. Cause I've never gotten flack for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are always, you know, even if they are haters, they still want to look good. And you yeah. know, so at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, you can say that, but like, you know, I know you like what I'm wearing, so it's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> totally. I think that's the thing. I think growing up, to me, fashion was a way that I could express myself creatively. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's my association with it. And I think that, you know, the haters are going to like try to grab it grab onto anything and so maybe think they equate fashion with like spending or whatever but I think like we're all really meant to be sharing our creative side in one way or the other like for some people it might be through their outfits someone else it might be through painting to me I think that's all like just on the creative plane where we're supposed to be creative people. Like if not, we're like really holding back on our capabilities. Cause even, I mean, you could even kind of compare it to how you reach out to people when talking about God, you can't, you know, the old traditional way of going door to door, giving out little books. That's not a thing anymore. (laughs) Now you have to be creative in the ways that you approach people. And so it's all the same concept. It's just within different realms. 
And yeah, <laughs> so true. And, and, you know, you're really resonating with the people who you're supposed to be speaking with. And like someone says, Oh, she likes fashion too. Cool. Like I'm really resonate with what she has to say. And I think it's just like, just like any other way that you become friends with a person is that you find something that you have in common and then you stick around. <laughs> totally. And, and I think that that's something that kind of ties back to what we were talking about building those relationships and building that community is thinking of social media or Instagram as how you would meet people and become friends with people in real life. Like not everyone is going to be best friends with you and that's okay. Cause you don't want to be best friends with that. Like you're just going to like, vibe and gravitate towards the right people. Yep. I totally agree. And yeah. And I think that also in the long run, that's going to keep things from burnout, especially in a place where like we could be on our phones, we could be on our Instagram all the time. Right. And just remembering that it's just like, just like tying it back to real life, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly get burnt out a lot and I'm, I still see myself in just the beginning stages. Mm -hmm. So the, that's kind of what I do too, or the days, you know, where I am feeling very defeated or overwhelmed. Tyler will just be like, Hey, you know, remember why you did this. Even if you know you don't want to focus on the fashion part, then focus on the faith. Cause that's not exhausting work. That should, mm -hmm. should be something that comes from the heart. That's really easy. And you can feel that, you know, you can feel the empty time with you not shooting content with stuff like that because it's still something that shows that you're not just here to show off cute clothes, you know. You, you right. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. And I love how you speak about, like, what's what's on your heart is so easy to do. It's not exhausting. And I think that that's a huge takeaway from this conversation right now that I hope really sticks with people listening that – it shouldn't, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be exhausting if you are like speaking your truth. Um, when I actually, that's a good point. Cause when I first started my blog, a lot of girls whose blogs I followed, everything was shopping. And I mean, that's why I follow them because, Oh, they, you know, they found a lot of great deals and whatever, but I tried to do that too when I first started because I just thought that's what you're supposed to do. And it was so tiring for me. I felt like I couldn't find any good deals or like clothes that would probably resonate to like a larger audience that still fit my niche. And so I struggled and I did it right for a little bit, but then I would go through seasons where I, something is on my heart. So I would just write. And now people ask me what my blog is about. And before I would say fashion. And now it's really, I capitalize on wedding and faith more than mm -hmm. I do anything else. And so it's kind of cool that it's come full circle. And what I was passionate about is now something that I know that, you know, I can make a name for myself rather than just only clothes. Totally. Do you feel like with your, uh, your students, that's something that you cover, um, as you're coaching them through developing themselves as an influencer is like really finding that thing that just feels easy to talk about. Yeah. I always tell them like they need a, a niche, but <laughs> it doesn't have to be a material niche. Like they can, mm. you know, any, cause there's always going to be people who are searching for that. I have one girl who she is, 
she's into holistic healing and an RN and she wants to talk about that, but she feels like there's not a, a blog space for it. But I, you know, I told her how many people come to you for advice for the, for this and for that. So go with it. Don't think that you have to fit within this blogger bubble of only doing home decor and clothing and sales and whatever. Right. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I was like, I told her, I'm like, you can be the next uh, Dr. Pimple Popper, but like yes. in your own, no one does what she does. And I'm like, you can really take off with this. So oh my gosh, that's trust so the process and you know, you'll be fine. That's so true. I love that. So, and that's the thing. It's like, just because other people aren't doing it doesn't mean it's not valid. Right. And like, and then ultimately at some point, if you don't do it, someone else will eventually do it. Exactly. And I never, I'm always just like, I'd rather just do it and make mistakes to learn along the way than wait and have it all be done. And then just sit here being like, oh crap, I, sh I should have done what I wanted to do, but I can't anymore because it's so played out. Exactly. Exactly. I'm the same way. <laughs> I have like FOMO, but not with like events, but more so just with life. Same. Yeah. Let's go into the lifestyle questions. And the first one is what is, what was your morning routine today? Um, my morning routine today was I woke up and usually Tyler is already at work. So I wake up alone, but today he was home. So I kind of just hung out with him in bed for a little bit because I don't get that often. <laughs> yeah. um, I read my devotional and then um, just started doing emails and working really nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so the reason why I ask now what was your morning routine today is because I used to ask what is your morning routine and then people would go through this whole long routine that's like this ideal perfect routine and then they'd be like but I haven't done that in a few weeks oh <laughs> like no let's like get, let's get real here like what is what are people actually doing that's okay, way yeah. more interesting to me so great so, answer great <laughs> because so we're also in the middle of a remodel so we have like a bunch of lights and sconces and cabinets that we're trying to figure out so we spent all the <laughs> trying to figure out like what we're gonna do and everything looked terrible so I'm just gonna no. return it oh, it's so annoying no. <laughs> um so then the next one is what is your favorite lifestyle hack or tip or trick my um I have a couple I see for you know in terms of content shooting um I I thought this was something that people knew about or it was you know something that was like oh yeah like that's what bloggers do but i didn't realize that people literally thought that we go out and we shoot one outfit a day and like <laughs> do that every day so oh, i do, no, i know that's what i was like wait no 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 i don't have time to do that i don't have to do that like <laughs> so just um pre-planning everything to the point so i can shoot 10 outfits in a, like an hour, which is pretty, really yeah, like an hour, an hour 20. If it's, if I'm not driving around, if I'm like in a, one location and can figure everything out mm -hmm. because I put on the outfit and then I even pose too. So I figure out exactly what pose I want in the outfit, take a photo so that once we're out there, I literally do the pose and we're done. I don't have to be like, Oh, I don't like this angle. Oh, you know, like this looks weird. This isn't showing. So I, 
have everything in a folder on my phone and I just go through the outfit and be like, okay, we're doing this there. I'm looking like this and that's it. And so we can literally breeze through outfits so quickly now. That's amazing. I love that. And then the other, what's another life hack? Ollie gummies. Ollie gummies have been so, they're just life-saving. So I use a skin one, a vibrant skin. and I've seen a huge difference in my skin for that. And then the sleep gummies. um, I am a super, super light sleeper and I always have issues sleeping. So I started taking Z-Quil all the time, but Mm -hmm. it takes so long to wear off. So I had that like sleep hangover when I would wake up. Oh my God. And it was like worse because I'm just like, literally, I can't function. (laughs) Yeah. So the Ollie gummies, um, I go to bed right away. And when I wake up, I'm so alert. It's, I'm so refreshed. And I don't even take naps anymore. Like with this Z-Quil, oh I was taking at least one 40-minute nap a day, if not like two shorter ones, because I just couldn't do anything. And now yeah. I'm like, I barely drink coffee, <laughs> which is crazy. Okay. Yeah. So Ollie sleep, the Ollie sleep gummy. Okay. I need that. Yeah, because I can't fall asleep. I it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then if I take something like Zequel, like my morning is shot. Right. Like um, and a tip too, when you first take the Ollie gummies, the suggested dosage is two gummies, but it's really, really, really gnarly. So just <laughs> to start, I had crazy dreams for the first <laughs> month because you're in such a deep sleep. Yeah. And- Oh my God. They were so like literally so crazy. You just, you didn't even think the mind can go there. So now I don't dream anymore because it's been like two or three months, but only start taking two when one isn't putting you asleep like right away or as quickly. Okay. How soon before bed do you take it? Um, I take, I mean, I can fall asleep within 10, 15 minutes, but I like to take it before I brush my teeth so that by the time I'm like done with, you know, putting all my skin stuff and I'm in bed, I'm ready to knock out. Got it. Okay. Love it. That's literally going to the top of my to-do list. today. (laughs) Everything else can wait. (laughs) I need to figure out the sleep thing. Yes, totally. I love that. Well, where can everyone find you? How can they reach out if they're interested in coaching from you as Um, well? So everyone can reach me on my Instagram, Instagram, uh, dot com backslash just sort on with an underscore now because I got hacked and I can't change my name back to the old one. So sad. Uh, <laughs> so annoying. I hate when that happens. <laughs> so it's just sort on underscore for Instagram or on my blog, just I do have a social media coaching um, link on the top of my navigation bar so they can just click that and then shoot me over an email. Amazing. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast.